take the first step. Like you can't take the winning moment if you don't take the first step. Yo yo yo! Welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. In episode 95 of TDLS, I sat down with Bianca Magbuhos. Bianca is a learning designer, trainer, and facilitator. As an NLP practitioner, she uses empathy and creativity to build authentic connection and create fun personalized learning experiences. In 2019, she co-founded Bold and Brilliant Life, a platform for career switchers and multi-passionate individuals. In this episode, we talk about her design life story from ground up, how she was able to start her learning design journey, how being NLP practitioner helps her to become a better communicator, actionable tips for aspiring learning designers who wants to upskill their game in their niche, we also talk about creative lifestyle, career paths, or switching careers, and why taking the first step can let you take the winning moment, and much, much more. So I hope, you know, we uh, we talk a lot of great stuff here in this uh, conversation. I hope you'll enjoy it uh, as much as I enjoy talking with Bianca. So if you if you haven't already. Please follow the podcast. Uh, just go to the designlifeshow.com to learn more about it. And let me know if you have any questions, suggestions, or just email me, hit me up, and I I uh, respond to any DMs. All right. So, so that that's it. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jay Christ, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. And again, I'm super pumped, you know, I'm super stoked to have another uh, guest on the show. So Bianca drops by on the podcast, and I'm super excited to learn more about her journey, you know, and all the things that uh, she are she's doing right now, uh, and your know, passion project, businesses, and other stuff that we could, you know, we could share for the Filipino creative professionals, right? Especially for those people who want to uh, shift career. So we will probably uh, we will probably talk about that in this episode. So stay tuned. All right. So again, Bianca, thank you so much for uh, for you know for uh, accepting my invitation. So how are you, Bianca? Hi, Jay Christ. Thank you so much. Um, for sure, it's my pleasure to be here. Um, I'm excited to be um, part of your community, um, and I'm good. How are you? Can't complain. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm good. I'm great. So yeah, super. Thank you. Super. Salamat. Thank you so much for driving by on the podcast. So just to give some context in this episode, right? So for those who are listening, so uh, I, I think uh, I've. I've guested uh, Alex Pedron, so uh, so and then uh, Alex uh, connect me with Bianca, so which uh, which is you know uh, which ends up uh, being a guest here on the podcast right now. So mm-hmm. uh, so I'm super excited for for this one, right? So so Bianca, uh, the biggest questions: Can you share a little bit about your uh, you know your uh, personal life. What are you doing right now? Just to give context to our listeners. 
Yes, of course. So I am um, a trainer, a freelance trainer and corporate trainer as well, a speaker, learning designer, and a certified neurolinguistic programming coach. And I'm based in New York City. And um, like you said, um, I, I also started a business called NYC Manila Speaker Summit with my co-founder, Alex Pedron, who I believe is your friend and um, a former guest in this podcast. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. Whoever's get my name right, so it's becoming my friend. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I- I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you you mentioned my name right, the right way. All right, so Bianca, <laughs> I'm glad just, too. Cool. Cool. I'm I'm really stoked to learn more about your journey. Just you know, just uh, uh I'm really curious about learning designer. It's uh, is is it a role or uh, can you share a little bit about that for those who haven't heard learning designer and at the same time NLP, right? So what's the uh, what's what's what you do uh, on in in terms of being a learning designer and at the same time NLP practitioner. Yes, that's a good. Those are good questions. Since I think recently um, we've been hearing. I mean, over the past few years, we've been learning a lot more about these emerging roles, like untradition, non-traditional, unconventional roles. Um, and for me yeah. as well, I'm always excited to whenever I discover other roles or work or or, or jobs because. Um, you know, we, we figure out that it's not, there are new ways to work, to learn, and not just conform mm-hmm. conform to what we are used to before. Um, so to answer your question, a learning designer is someone who is in, usually in the training and development space. It can be mm-hmm. in, within the corporate department. Um, you know, when you work for an organization, usually there's an in-house um, training department. It can can or may cannot be part of the HR department, but they're in charge of gotcha. you know onboarding, mm-hmm. personal and professional development, or some learning designers can also work freelance. Um, but basically, what we do or what a learning designer does is um, you plan out or design or develop design and develop training programs for um, specific people, individuals, or organizations. So it involves from needs assessment to evaluation to designing um, what the program flow would be, the content, how it will be evaluated and how it can be um, give the most value or ROI. Um, So it's very good. It's a good career for those who are interested in learning, um, teaching. Uh, being creative, um, it can be for adult learning or for even for young young adults as well. Um, gotcha. So I would say for people who are interested in teaching and learning, but not necessarily in a in an academic setting. And then um, mm-hmm. when NLP, you say learning, you know, uh, teaching mm-hmm. does does it you know does it involve practical experiences, something like that, or anything that you know that you could use. Uh, practically, practically, you know, in life, right? So we're in the real world now, right? Uh, compared to uh, the uh, traditional uh, model, when in terms to learning, right? So, 
so as a as a Asian guy, right? So uh, mm-hmm. your parents want to go go to college, right? And then mm-hmm. after that, find some you know find some <laughs> some corporate jobs, something like that, right? So and but now it's you know it's really different. We're in a connected world right now, and then there's a lot of opportunities out there. And you know, uh, can can you share a little bit about what you know? What would you what uh, what are the things that you Uh, you teach or taught uh, for your for your students or mentees. Yes, that's a good question um, and a good comment as well. Um, being uh, Asian as well, um, I came from a very <laughs> traditional background. Like um, I used to be a nurse actually, and um, for as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. that has been like um, the ultimate goal or measure. Like you have to go to college and then you have to find a good job, a good employer and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um but now it we we're seeing that it's different now like we can actually build something or start new jobs that didn't exist before. Um and then to to answer your question uh, um, uh yes, learning designer you can um we do non-traditional like learning experiences like before it doesn't have to be um like the traditional way of learning um uh, whether it's classroom learning so now there are a lot of options there's virtual learning there's on demand learning we also design um just in time short or what we call micro learning um because you know it's a space that gotcha. evolves mm-hmm. um it's uh-huh. a space that as with everything else you have to Uh, keep up with the changes, <laughs> yes. Especially yung um, attention span ng learners ngayon. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're in school or they're adult learners like us. The attention span is really uh, shortened. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> uh, for sure. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. No, uh, as a learning designer, how how do you manage cough off uh, with this? Uh, I think we're lower than a goldfish with with the terms of attention span, <laughs> right? So I think. Five seconds, if 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 I'm not mistaken, right? So, uh, what's what's your perspective about that? How how do you you know how do you engage people to listen to you? How do you engage you know or uh, uh, individuals to really learn from something that you uh, you are teaching? Yes. Um, so for me, it's both a challenge and both an exciting opportunity. Because mm-hmm. I see it as a chance for me to be more creative, and I love I love being creative. I love finding new ways to engage people, engage learners, kind of like the trick not not really trick, but and uh, um, invite them uh-huh. to learn something new through fun and engaging and, and creative things. So, for uh, to give you an example, I recently did a. a training session on executive virtual presence to a group of teenagers um, based here. So I knew that I would have to work double my efforts in um, engaging them because even us adults, we find it hard to concentrate, especially for virtual learning. 100%. There, there are a lot of um, distractions. Um, so what I did was I like kind of spoke their language. I used... Um, examples to um, to to reiterate my point. I use examples like Marvel, um, who's their favorite Avenger, or to to drive home a point, and and 
Um, I used quotes and memes even by Drake. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So it, <laughs> it's a chance to always be creative. Um, and it also always goes go down to um, knowing your audience. So it's um, like investing that time to research about them, get to know them, what their learning objectives are. And I think um, being connected, it's also a way of being connected. And it's not just in the training and development space but with every field actually that works with people even what we're doing now we're you know we're connecting and that's a good thing yeah yeah 100 i think one of the most important uh uh factor that we need to really you know to really uh, re- uh to really instill on our you know in our on our system or on our mind is to really connect with with uh with real human uh, relationship right or you know uh, for me w- when i started the podcast i one of the things that you know i really uh I, that really fascinates me is to connect uh uh in human level right where mm-hmm. we, when we have technology around that when we have this uh this screen or big screens we have uh, we we have or this uh this weird you know weird uh weird applications uh, around us right so i think that's the most challenging part when it comes to connecting with people uh online so you're building trust like what bianca said right so you have to really research about them right so and make sure you connect with the with them with the right uh you know with the right language that they are using because uh when it you know because we with it terms to the attention span right you're not getting and you know uh you're not uh uh, I think it's decreasing every day, right? So you have to really pivot your uh, learning career, right? And learn the things that you've learned before, and then uh, and then and re-engineer that, and then apply what you've uh, what you've you know, what you've learned from <laughs> from unlearning, yeah. right? So it's it's really it's really weird, right? It's it's very weird, you know. I, I'm 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 pretty sure it's you know it's pretty practical as well, right? So you have to. Uh, you have to know as well or understand uh, the psychology part, right? So yes. it, it does. Is it is it helping if you are an NLP practitioner, right? So can, can you share a little bit about that? What's your perspective about that? When it comes to having that uh, NLP label or any NLP uh, on your name or on your job title, uh, is it something that designers as well need to? learn or you know get a course or something like that what what's your per- perspective about that bianca um uh, well first that of makes all, sense I, yeah it, it does, <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh. Uh, i love what you go, said go. earlier mm-hmm. about um, re-engineering like unlearning um what we know i think that's a really important point when you are like a, a lifelong learner there are like knowledge and practices or beliefs or even habits that we have before um, that are no longer serving us like we have to in order like to open our minds to learn new things or adapt new things we have to unlearn or re-engineer our minds and somehow that connects to my answer to your question Um, at first I've heard about NLP way back I was still in the Philippines um, working as a corporate trainer and uh, I knew that I wanted to um, check it out. 
uh, I know that it would help me not just designing training, but also delivering them. So when I was here, um, I think it took me a year and a half to finally enroll in mm -hmm. a course at NLP Center of New York. And I'm very fortunate to have great instructors there. And at first, I just I was just after the credential. Like, I just wanted to be certified. Uh -huh. But then as I began attending classes and learning, it really, I realized that it really was for me first. And that just makes sense. It When we learn something for the purpose of, you know, it being a professional credential or, mm -hmm. or using for our careers, it has to help us first. So that's what happened. Like if I want to influence others, it has to influence me first. So I have discovered mm -hmm. a lot of things about myself that I didn't know before or I wasn't aware before. My favorite description of NLP is it's the study of the subjective experience. Because um, uh -huh. we really... Interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah, it is, right? Um, so really <laughs> dived in on like how we individually think. Um, I remember there's a, a mm -hmm. lesson on the first day, I think, that's saying the map is not the territory, meaning what we think, um, uh, like the map is not the, the route or something or the subway. Um, but yeah, like how we think, we we'll all think differently, like what's true for you may not be true for me. Uh -huh. Um there are so we, those... we we like uh, we have different roots, right? So and, yeah. Uh, well, in in uh, if you're in a classroom, something like if, for example, if you're in a classroom, right? Uh, if you're if you're just learning, right? So if you're just uh, if you're uh, if you're just educating yourself right now. So we have we we try to you know we, we try to get the resources that we can get. Or you know that or resources that we have right now. So, and uh, for for me, I call that I call it in time learning. So something like that. If I just get what I need to you know learn on this, uh, let's say on this level, right? So mm -hmm. when I'm just getting started, when when in terms to Photoshop or something like that, Illustrator, right? So I get any resources that I could get that you know really gets my hands on that. Right, so I think that's you know that's really fascinating that you've mentioned that as well. That you uh, with within terms to NLP, right? So you're pretty you're pretty much like uh, learning how brains works, right? Something like that. Yes, also in in mm -hmm. and kind of use uh -huh. it for communicating. Um, gotcha. Like mm -hmm. I, I like what you said. We really have to like do the best we can with the resources that we have, um, like what you're doing with this podcast, the successful podcast. Um, I also learned in NLP like how to know how each of us communicates differently and um, how to 100%. match that. Like there's a, when we talk, there's actually you um, there's this skill where you like understand not just the content of what the other people is the other person is saying but also the form and um totoo yung words choice of words not then like if you would really um put in the time to be aware like you notice things like oh this j christ is uses a lot of 
visual words um, or me, I use a lot of auditory or kinesthetic words. So to influence, mm-hmm. to be a more influence, um, uh, uh, to be a better influencer for that pr- person, you match what the other person is saying. Like you also use the yeah. words that they're mm-hmm. saying. Yon. So that's kind of a technique and a trick, but um, more mm-hmm. of a technique. And I've also, yeah. I've also seen uh, a little, you know, uh, not not really. Uh, I didn't dig deeper about it, but uh, some also use NLP in persuading, right? So when you're probably when you're writing a copy or some, if you're talking to a prospect client, is that something that you also, uh, you know, that that also practicing something like or teach to your mentees or students. Yeah, for sure. And I'm also, I mm, also do yeah, writing as well. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. So now that you mentioned it, I just realized it's also helping <laughs> me with, with writing, actually. Um, yes, whether it's writing an article, copy, or speeches. Um, yeah, you're right that it's really gotcha. helpful. Because um, mm-hmm. it makes me like consider my audience especially when you're you know when you're writing copy or mm. uh, like yes. you have kind of ha- you have to think of your target market but also at the same time you have to yeah. be accommodating for diff- <laughs> general o- for sure. audience as well so different types of people yeah, you know? yeah. so it's 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 kind of like being inclusive uh, you know but having that niche right so yeah it's pretty uh, probably it's it's uh, uh uh, pretty tedious process for sure. Uh, Bianca make it make it like it's really easy, but you know uh, you have to really learn a lot from you know from this conversation, right? So uh, you, you mentioned Bianca, right? So you are communicating with someone, or you know, to be really inclusive about that. And I, for for me uh, as a designer, uh, you know, uh, as as we as a designer, right? So we uses a lot communication when in terms of our design when in terms to our creating our course outline you know when in terms to uh talking with someone talking with the clients or talking with uh with your students something like that and uh, i think the big the keywords here is empathy right mm-hmm. so how do you how do you empathize with your uh I, I i don't know if you could call them a user right so and mostly, most designer use user as as their uh, as their persona, something like that, right? So, how do you empathize with your uh, colleagues, with your, you know, with your uh, uh, with your students or mentees, something like that? Uh, can you share your perspective about that for those people or for those learning designers who are really passionate about educating someone but don't have that idea how to really empathize because you know uh it it might be a big word but it's not easy to learn right so or it's not easy to master uh, mm-hmm. as well i'm saying it's easy to learn but it's not easy to master right so can you share your perspective about that bianca yeah that's a good uh, a really good topic um for me empathy is a superpower and any field that you're working with people you really have to have at least a few um some mm-hmm. level of empathy and, and um for me and for those who are interested in being in the training and development space or being a learning designer always think that it's it has to be 
centered around your audience. Um, it really has to be about them because actually that's what helped me as a speaker because I'm an introvert uh, person. So I always think that it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about my message and what value I'm adding for others. And that, um, so it has to be always learner centric. You have to, um, think about like what's in it for them. Like, um, and, and it also, also goes down to, um, thinking about what if I'm in their shoes, like I'm also a constant learner as well. So what would I want to have or learn or hear or see for myself? So mm -hmm. that always 100%. helps. And what I learned in NLP as well is that uh, the meaning of communication is the response we get regardless of what we intended to get. So um, what it means is that mm -hmm. um, for communication to be effective, like you really have to like um, think about what response you're getting from the other person and not you know make excuses like that. It's not what I intended, what I had in mind. So what the others like your responsibility, your response ability is your responsibility. So. And always yes. try to think of the other person, like where they are coming from. Um, yeah, I think uh, empathy yeah. is really important. And I'm, you know That's what, I'm really, really good. Mm -hmm. fascinated um, about artists and designers mm -hmm. and, you know, vis visual designers like you. And yeah, I'm curious as well. How do you, mm -hmm. you know, um, use empathy in your work? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So, when in terms to empathy, it's I think it's you know it's a high level overview of being intentional, right? So for me, oh. you you know if you're empathizing empathizing with user, empathizing with clients, you have to be really intentional for me, right? So and uh, like what like what you mentioned, uh, having a keen, you know, or having an interest to really listen. On what they are saying, right? So being be inclusive as much as you can, and tr try to really analyze what 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 value you could provide. So I had this uh, pretty weird rule when when creating contents, when talking to clients, right? So I call it 90 over 10 rule. So 90% mm -hmm. of the time I provide value, right? And 10% of the time, of course, I don't forget CTAs, call to action, right? Hey, this mm -hmm. is my services, right? Something like that. So, and for me, it's working. Yeah, it's it's pretty, you know, it's pretty weird because it's working. And I'm not a hard seller, unlike uh, like someone or any any salespersons out there, right? So I'm not a hard seller. Like uh, I'm also a uh, you know a shy introvert like you, Bianca, before, mm -hmm. right? So, and uh, yeah, it's re it's really fascinating as well that empathy and you know and creativity and design. Would really, you know, uh, collides in 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 very interesting thing, uh, you know, in very interesting matters or interesting uh, uh, what you call this uh, situations, right? So, mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if that makes sense. It's uh, it, it's you know, uh, for me, there's a lot of different uh, definitions of being empathetic, right? So, and I think it's different for every 
human being so so to speak right so so because we're 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 all, uh, we're, we're also a very subjective uh <laughs> a very subjective mm-hmm. species right so mm-hmm. like what like what bianca said so i think that's that's it so thank you for for asking that bianca so i'm i'm on hot seat now so <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, I thought I I am the I am the interviewer here. Now we right? reverse. <laughs> <laughs> now you're re- you're re-engineering it, right? <laughs> so but yes, <laughs> reverse it. Yeah, cool. So uh, yeah, I think we have to shift gear a little bit on this next topic. So uh, and uh, I'm I'm really fascinated. I'm really interested to know what's the lifestyle of being a creative, a designer, a learning designer, to be specific in new york right so you're in new york right now right in uh and uh, conf- uh I, I i don't mean to compare it right or be judgmental about it right uh, when it terms to local uh, zine here right in the philippines so we're we're not very you know we're not very um not that advanced right so it, you know it, it's not really advanced uh compared to other countries something like that right so and then the Uh, you have to really, you know, you have to work three times to really uh, uh, let them know what you are doing, right? So especially if your parents are, you know, uh, are still still expecting you to have a job or you know, in an office, right? Something like that, right? So how do you, you know, how do you manage to cope up with, you know, with with the lifestyle there on, uh, in your area compared to being here in, in the local scene, like in the Philippines. Can you share your experience about that? I will try to share to the best of my ability, my experience. Um, yes, so When I was sure. uh, still in the Philippines, I was working in um, training and development, doing learning design as well, but mostly in the corporate space. But also I've been involved a lot in a lot of organizations so i was kind of exposed to the creative community there as well and one thing i can say is that filipinos are really really creative great speakers great writers great artists um but yeah you're correct in in terms of you know accepting the whole creative lifestyle um a lot are still you know traditional we're still used to work that is you know as you said uh, in the office um a more of a stable job so what i just um noticed is that in the philippines we kind of think of the creative lifestyle as not or even the entrepreneurial lifestyle as not really stable And then here, mm-hmm. when I moved here, and it's true what you said, like us, for us, we have to work three times as hard to, not just in the creative space, but especially in the corporate space here in New York. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's really tough. The competition is really tough. The right rat race or mm-hmm. like what they say. But with the good thing here is that once you got past that, Um, struggle of you know finding your place and making this place your home you really and you really open yourself up there are a lot of opportunities um, like there are events going on everywhere there people are starting businesses or starting 
passion projects uh, here and there. So the, the knowledge that you're not alone in wanting to be, to live creatively, to not have a traditional job and have more of freedom over your time and your work, um, it's, it's liberating. And then um, what I like as well is that people are, are straightforward um, it, it takes getting used to, but for us in the Philippines, we're very, very polite <laughs> uh, and very formal. Um, yeah. So here, we're very it's kind just, here. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's straightforward, but um, that's just normal. Like you can't. Um, I think that yeah, I think that's one of the you know uh, great thing to have as well if you're looking for. Uh, for a mentor, right? So you have to find those people, those mentors that very straightforward, right? Or those educators that very straightforward so so that you would learn, you know, the best, you know, maximize the learnings or the engagement with them, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Cool. Um, speaking of mentors, you, um, what helped me in, like, uh, assimilating to this environment is really finding uh, not just a mentor but a, a community like find your finding your tribe like you really need that finding a community of people who um, you can really be inspired um, by uh, learn from and um, yeah and for me mm-hmm. I'm I found that group um, I love meeting new people um, who thinks creatively, works creatively, and I love meeting people from different backgrounds, uh, different fields, age groups. And right now, since the pandemic, it opened up a whole new, uh, a whole yeah. new world of, of you know of connection since we're all global. And yes, I think 100%. that's mm-hmm. yeah one of the good mm-hmm. things that you know came out. Yes, for just, sure. So there's still, yeah, there's still positive things that, you know, uh, in the dark tunnel, there's always a light, right? So, mm-hmm, and yeah. when, when speaking in the, in my, in the Philippines, right? So speaking in Philippines, uh, zine, right? So when in terms to creativity, you know, uh, when in terms to innovation and uh, marketing space, I think there's a steady, uh, you know, steady transformation, so to speak, right? So I think... Everyone is really upscaling the, their game, right? So everyone is really contributing, right? By any hand to to mm-hmm. uh, to really to really help the economy bounce back as much as possible. So that's one of the uh, the the mission as well of my team to really help local businesses, you know, small entrepreneurs, micro businesses as well. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, you know, it's pretty great because uh, it's like. Uh, uh, blessing in disguise, right? So if you're just open with it, like Bianca said, right? If you if you are very open with with uh, with the opportunities around you, if you're willing to really solve that problem, if you're marry that lab problem, you know, or find the solutions to that problem, it's really give you more opportunities, right? So and I think that's one of the the uh, the things that we need to note on these conversations with Bianca, right? So speaking of opportunities, right? So there's a lot of uh, career shifts, things going on, Bianca, right? So Mm -hmm. um, all of these things that's going on, for sure, you you know it, right? 
and you're very familiar with it with uh with 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 designers or creatives that are shifting from being a graphic designer to being a UX designer right yeah. or a user experience designer from from a presentation designer to marketing designer something like that right so it's ve- there's a lot of uh, career shifting right now and and uh, how do you, you know uh, what do you uh, advise for those people for those designers or for those creatives that Uh, want to shift or probably in the process of shifting career right now what's your best practical advice for them um i am glad you asked that because um so i i mentioned before i used to be a nurse and then i shifted mm-hmm. to the corporate world and, and project management and then training and i did a bit of a short stint in academia as well and um Uh, so what I've learned a lot from, you know, shifting careers and because I have this belief that you don't find your passion just by thinking about it. You find it by going out and trying things and, you know, finding out if it's for you or not. So I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. I wouldn't be here if I didn't risk um, shifting careers Uh, there are hits and misses, but it's all worth it. What I would suggest for others is to first really have a good assessment of their situation. Um, like what level of risks can you take? Consider your financial situation. Consider your resources. Next is find out the real reason why you're thinking of doing a shift. Is it out of necessity? Like it's especially now in the pandemic, um, were you laid off or is it out of curiosity or this, you know, feeling in your gut or calling? And if you, if it's something that you can't shake off, then it's a sign that you really need to do something about it. Um, then, then assess, have a skills inventory. Like what skills do you already have that can help you in your desired career shift? And then next is what skills do you need to learn? And then what resources do you have? And by resources, I mean, it, it involves people resources as well. Like, do you know someone in that space? that space that can teach you or give you a glimpse of that world or do you know someone who can connect you to those people um low stakes uh steps you can take is volunteer to see if it's really something you are into doing in the long run and if i can just plug in i also co-founded a platform Mm -hmm. and community called bold and brilliant life And it's especially for to help those who uh, to give resources, uh, share stories, and host events for people who are interested in switching careers, and also for those who balance multiple passions at the same time. What's the name of the platform? It's called Bold and Brilliant Life. Bold and Brilliant Life. Uh, yes, it's cool. So we're you, uh, so new, you, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to give context, uh, when did you get started? That's 2019, right? Yes, yes. We mm-hmm. started 2019. I met my co-founder just online through Instagram. So that's also an example of you know using 
leveraging platforms to you know connect. Yes, 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I'm glad you've shared that. And I just want to highlight the you know the things that uh, the advice, the tips that Bianca said. Uh, one of the the I think one of the things that we really we really need to uh, prioritize is the financial side. You have to really audit your financial side, right? So yeah. when it comes to financial side, Bianca, especially if, uh, for Filipino creatives or designer out there, so pretty much. Uh, and uh, in my own observation, when you're in the suburb area, right, if you're, mm-hmm. you're pretty much in the province side, so there's a little bit scarcity mindset going on, right? Right. So how do you, you know, how do you, you know, what's what's your best practical advice for them to really uh, to really shift career uh, if they have financial problems or if they have uh, if they're trying the way out from nine to five job, something like that. What's your practical advice for them? Mm, that's a, a really good question and point. Um, I came from a small town in the Quezon, Pro- Quezon province. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I knew that I wanted to be more. I wanted to be more than just, uh, you know, I mean, I wanted to see the world and meet different types of people. So that really helped me in terms of motivation. Um, but in terms, of you know realistic factors and resources shifting careers is hard in itself and so um the more if you you don't have enough resources so ways to do it is to really invest the time like i said volunteer connect with people and if if you can if you're really determined um you can do survival jobs first like um, this can be a bridge job to, you know, support you financially while you're preparing for the career shift. And now I think also what's really helpful are all the online resources that we get. There are a lot of free webinars, uh, free learning materials online, even free events. So take advantage of that. Uh, learn as much as you can. And then um, connect with people. Um, I've heard from a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. career coaches that um, finding a new job, actually, um, what would help you more is really networking and connecting, building genuine connections with people as opposed to just, you know, blindly submitting applications online. And also... Mm -hmm. Another last skill that you have to learn is to learning how to communicate um, the reason why you want to shift jobs and learning how to best communicate um, like your transferable, what we call transferable skills. Because if you go the traditional route, recruiters will always say, oh, you don't have background in this. Like, how can you prove that you Mm -hmm. can do this? So. Yeah, learn how to communicate your your transferable skills and, you know, um, talk about uh, previous successes uh, you've had in the past that can be translated to the to the uh, new career that you want to uh, want yeah, to have. Yeah, that's on point. Yeah, that's on point. Really, you know, really grateful for 
sharing that, Bianca. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I, I think uh, if you're listening in the podcast, you probably have an internet, right? So, so I, I don't, I, hindi ko na alam kung di mo pa magagawa yung mga pinagsasabi namin ni Bianca dito, right? So, I, I think we, uh, if you have internet, right? So, there's a lot of resources like what Bianca said. So, you can also check my resources. I have a lot of free resources mm. as well on my my uh, my website, right? So, jchristeves.com forward slash resources. So, I also shared a lot of uh, free contents for Filipino creatives here and, you know, especially for the, in the province side, right? So, and, uh, and uh, I think that's, that's it, right? So, if you have, if, uh, whatever it takes, right? If you are really passionate to really, uh, to really uh, find your purpose or to really uh, be bold about your purpose and your your passion, right? So I think you'll you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna do whatever it takes, right? So like yeah. what Bianca said, right? Tama. So and uh, that's one of the reasons as well why I I you know I keep doing contents uh, using this platform as well to really find all those bold. Uh, bold creatives, bold enough to really take action and you know to follow their passions. And I think uh, if, even though people uh, people are saying that you can do it, right? So I think you can't do it alone, right? So mm-hmm. like what Bianca said, there's a, a very great nuggets right there, right? So you have to really network with the right people, connect with them genuinely, right? So especially in the digital landscape. You have to mm-hmm. really build trust, right? So it's it's it's. I think it's five times harder to build trust eh, compared to having a personal, you know, personal mm-hmm. connection or physically you're talking with with someone, right? So it's really hard, right? So you have to really una- uh, understand how to navigate it. And I think most of the uh, most of the advice and tips that Bianca mentioned would really really help you if you're if you're uh, if you're just getting started uh, on your you know, on your chosen path, all right? So I think that's it. Before we end this show, Bianca, before we, before we end this great conversation with you, I'm really, you know, I'm really having a great time. So I, I got a lot of notes from you. Thank you so much for sharing all your, you know, your insights from, you know, from, from your, your, your space and, you know, and to really help the Filipino community. community. So before we end this, uh, this podcast, so, I'm I'm very redundant, sorry. So, <laughs> uh, what, what's, you know, <laughs> no, no, uh, in, you're in, good. Yeah, in high level overview, right? So, in you know, in in general, like in general. So, what's your best practical advice for those who wants to really be, you know, be a learning designer, you know, to really design the life they truly deserve? Mm, that's a, a good one. Uh, not just being a learning designer, but designing the life that you want. Yeah. I would say, you know, stop over overthinking things and just take the first step. Like you can't take the winning moment if you don't take the first step. And like what, like with you, you figured out you want to do a podcast, so you went out and did it. So that's exactly how it should go. If it's not successful, then it's a learning experience. But if it's if it turns out to be this really great thing the best thing that happened to you and it connected led you to new people new experiences new possibilities you know who knows so for me just yeah, ask someone who is a professional overthinker so 
um, you know, just <laughs> take the time to collect your thoughts, but then make sure that you are doing something. And lastly, uh, stop complaining if you're that nothing is happening if you're not doing anything. So, yeah, yeah thank 100%. you for having me. Thank you, Bianca. That's really on point. So I just want to highlight that, right? So stop complaining if you did. If you're not, you know, getting started, right? So mm-hmm. I think just start as, you know, and then be consistent as much as you can. And then I think with patience, right? So a lot of people say be consistent, right? Uh, 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 creating contents, right? So or creating, you know, or designing your life or being consistent, something like that. But uh, most people don't say that it has to be with patience, right? So... And if you're doing a lot of great stuff right now, just, you know, just go on, right? Go on with it, right? So, and then, like what Bianca said, Bianca said right? So, uh, just get started. And, you know, I think if, if you, if you, I think there's, there's no in between, right? So, it's either you go big or you go home, right? So, for me, mm-hmm. I go home and try to create a <laughs> podcast and go big. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. So, I'm working at home. So, it, you know, it's it's really weird, right? So, there's a lot of things that we could, you know, we could really potentially explore in this area. So, it's pretty fascinating at the same time, uh, you know, exciting. At, at the same time, it's, it's nerve, nerve-wracking, right? So, and uh, you have to really have that skin on the game. And uh, I think that's, you know, one of the things that uh, we've talked about here as well. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy these conversations for everyone who are listening. So Bianca, thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast. I really, really appreciated all your insights, all your journey, your processes that you've shared in uh, in the in this, you know, in this conversation. So you know, I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for for having some time to be on the podcast. So, uh, for those who are you know listening, for those who want to connect with you, if they have any questions about uh, being a learning designer, or you know, if you if if they want to uh, know more about your training, right? Uh, what's the best channel or what's the best link that they could reach you out? Yeah, um, thank you so much. It's been my honor. I really learned and enjoyed from this conversation as well. Um, you can connect if you have any questions, want to connect with my events or, you know, just, um, yeah, have a conversation. I'm on Facebook, Bianca Magbuhos. I'm on Instagram at Brilliantly Bianca. And all my links um, with my my projects and affiliations are on my website. Um, yeah, it's just www.biancamagbuhos.com. Yeah, got you. BiancaMagbus.com. So, and then BoldAndBrilliantLife.com. So, uh, before we, we, you know, before we end this, uh, uh, can you invite them as well on that? Yes, of course. Um, just a disclaimer: we might change our domain, but the business name would be the same. But it's Bold and Brilliant Life. We curate. We send a, a newsletter with stories of people who shifted careers for inspiration. We um have resources and tips and we also have host events uh coming soon in the future um, for global conversations on career and then my other thing is nyc especially for the filipino community nyc manila speaker summit will have it's an uh an online um annual virtual 
um, convention. So stay tuned for professional learning. Um, check it out, and we hope to see you there. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Bianca. And for those who are listening, thank you so much for staying tuned. And uh, and if you if you want to check all the links that we've mentioned here, all the things that we've mentioned here, you can find it on our show notes below, right? So and just if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, right? So any of your favorite podcasting app, just scroll down and then you will find all the links that we've mentioned here. And uh, like what I've said, you can go to the design liveshow.com that's the design liveshow.com to check all the free episode 100% ad free for Filipino creative community right so for those who bold enough to take to take action this is for you guys so again Bianca thank you so much for dropping by the podcast and talk to you soon thank you talk to you soon and that's it so thank you so much guys for listening again to the podcast and I really appreciate it. For those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls. And you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jchristteves.com. And you can book a call today. I don't buy it. Just let me know, guys. So the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode and however you support my message uh, how however small that is uh, more than enough and it means the world to me so thank you so much and see you again next time <music>